are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that, and like you, right now. So be encouraged. And let your light shine. shine. We're here with Hannah Saker, the beautiful Hannah Saker, season one, episode two. Welcome. Hi. We're so happy to have you here I'm today. I'm excited Hannah. to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Aww. We are talking about shining, and you are quite the shiny girl. Yeah. Lady, woman. And so we want to hear a little bit about your story. And so tell us who or what turned your light on. What turned my light on? Well... I guess a little bit of my story, just like who I am, how I was raised, like I was raised to to know Jesus and I have a very bright mother who just shines really bright and knows the Lord. And so I owe a lot of like who I am to her and how I was raised. And I think in the last few years, I think that idea of like shining a bright light for the Lord has changed a lot. You know, I think when you are like raised in the church and you, you know the Lord sometimes it's hard to like actually figure out what that means for you and and how it looks in your life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like the last few years, my life has has started looking a lot different. Like there's been some big changes in, in my life. And I think I've just learned to really start. Yeah. Living what it is that I've been raised to, to believe. So what made you make those big changes? Tell us a little bit about where you were. And what happened? Well, when I think about my story, I guess I think about James chapter two when, you know, it says like, you look in the mirror, right? And you see Hmm. your reflection, you see who you are. And then the minute you walk away, you forget your reflection. And so like, I remember reading that a few years ago and just being like, oh my gosh, like that's been me, you know, where I would come to church on Sunday mornings and you know, or be praying and spending time with the Lord and like, feel like, you know, okay, like, yep, this is right. This is, um, this is who I am. Like I know the Lord and and feel secure in that. And then I could just like turn around and completely really forget my identity in the Lord. Um, so I was really just lost for a while there. And in my college years, like just, I think ultimately was a lot of just pride in my life that led me to a, a point where I just wasn't, I wasn't following after the Lord, like in James chapter two, it says like, we need to be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest distinction for me during those years in, you know, my early twenties in college, like where I was still very much a hearer of the word, went to church, loved the Lord, like, you know, in, even in my immaturity, like I I still very genuinely loved the Lord, but I wasn't a doer of the word. Hmm. And, um, that little bit of compromise, like, just led me to a path where I, you know, led me down a path where I really didn't recognize myself anymore. Um, Wasn't shining bright. Like, you know, when you start living a life of compromise, you can wake up, uh, you know, ways down the road and be like, who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, like, wait a minute, where, where am I? Don't recognize myself. Tell us about the moment where you said that you woke up and you said, I don't, I don't know my identity. I don't recognize, recognize myself and I want to change. I think it was 
kind of a process of that realization. Um, I was probably about like 23, working at the Y still, worked there for about four or five years and um, was finishing up college and had just been living like my, my normal life, you know, going to church, going to, to university, um, working. And I just realized like that I wasn't content. Like there was just something stirring in me that at the time I really didn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't explain it to you, um, at the time. And I was just living probably, you know, a typical life for a college student, but ultimately was dating people I shouldn't have been dating and and drinking too much and partying too much and just reached a point where I was really, really discontent and feeling really empty um, and reached a point where I was just really unhappy and I knew something had to change. And that was about it. That was like as far as I could figure out at the time. It was like something just has to change. That's all I knew. But I think a lot of people can relate to that. Sometimes you just reach a point where you're like, okay, I don't quite know what to do, but something has to change. Like, I can't keep doing this. And um, so what was that change? What happened? For me, that change was going to do a discipleship training school with um, the ministry Youth with a Mission, YWAM. That That was the big change, like the big step that I took that ultimately changed my life. Like that's what the Lord used to change my life. So I made the decision to go do the school. Um, It's like a six month program where they essentially train you to go into missions and be on the mission field. And so I was in Kona, Hawaii for three months um, in classes, learning more about the Lord. And then you, you go out of the country and do missions work for three months. And it was something I had always wanted to do. And I was so uncertain about doing it when that time finally came to like make that decision to go. And so I very like cautiously and, and hesitantly decided to do this program. And now I can look back and see the Lord's hand through it all. But at the time, like I was so uncertain. And so getting there and, and going through the classes, you know, I didn't really, I didn't learn maybe a lot of new information exactly. I didn't necessarily learn um, new concepts about God that I hadn't previously known. Like I, I grew up in a Christian home, went to a Christian high school, went to youth group and all those things. But looking back, like I can just see the transformation in my life, even though it wasn't necessarily like one moment that that changed it all. I think it was a process of being in an environment with other people who loved the Lord in a community of people that were running hard after Jesus. Mm -hmm. And me being in that community of people, it was essentially like detoxing from the culture. You know, I think people don't realize that we are, we're discipled by our, our culture, by our secular culture, like living in just the world. You're taught things through just living life and being a part of a secular world. You are taught things that become a part of your worldview. And you don't, I didn't realize it until I was in a community of people that have a biblical worldview and are running hard after Jesus. And it, it took months and it was a slow process, but I think yeah, my, my mindset was able to shift. My heart mm-hmm. was able to shift yeah. um, and to just seeing who I am clearly, seeing who the Lord is clearly. And I just changed my life. Okay, so 
from Kona, mm-hmm. you're you're learning. You have a three months there. You're mm-hmm. spending time getting to know Jesus better. You're drawing closer to him. Do you feel that in that time, in those moments, God started saying, these are some plans I have for you? You know, I mean, essentially the second question is what lights you up? But do you Mm -hmm. feel like as you were kind of moving into this time where you're getting to know Jesus better, that he kind of revealed that to you? Like, this is going to light you up or this is something I'm going to show you something you're going to become really passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think anytime you are moving toward seeing the Lord more clearly and you're able to then see yourself more clearly. Like I absolutely did learn more about what the Lord had for me and about my own passions and about myself. And it was probably toward the end of the six months in Kona that I started to understand some of the plans that the Lord had for me in the future. I think um, one of the reasons I made the decision to go into to YWAM at the time that I did was because I was graduating college, uh, a relationship had just ended, I had been at my job for several years and felt just like a shift coming. And so, you know, especially when you graduate college, everyone's like, okay, so what's next? Yeah. What's next? And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what's next, you know? But I so desperately wanted to know. I wanted to feel like I understood what was next for me. And so I was like, okay, I'll go do the six-month thing with YWAM. It'll be a great transition into whatever's next, you know, thinking yeah. it would be more of like a career, you know, come back home, start a career, get a job doing something that I loved, but I really just wasn't sure what that would be. I think all throughout college, I um, I struggled to know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I think anyone in their, their late teens, early 20s can relate. There's so much pressure to know what you want to do with the rest of your life, you yeah. know? There's so much it's pressure terrible. and yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah. It's like so, so hard. And so then at the end of the these six months in Kona, I realized I could I would catch myself thinking, oh man, like if I if I ever got to do this again in the future, this is how I would want to do it. Or like if I got to go on another outreach, this is what I would want to do. Or, you know, I just caught myself dreaming about the future, um, doing what I was doing, being on the mission field. And it didn't occur to me until literally the last week of my six months, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like I'm I'm like dreaming about this for a reason. I'm, I'm passionate about this. And so yeah. I realized that anything I had ever sort of pictured myself doing, you know, throughout college, I thought about being a teacher or going into counseling or um, even like random things like being a travel agent. I was like, I would love to like be a travel agent. That'd be so cool. Or I was like um, looking into being a flight attendant. I was like, I'd love to just like get to travel and, you know, like see the world. That would be amazing. Um, Like all these different aspects that I thought about pursuing, but just never really felt right. After doing YWAM, I realized like, oh, if if I decided to like commit to this and go forward with YWAM, like I would get to do all these different things that I ever dreamed about doing mm-hmm. would be in this one role. Like, um, you know, if I joined staff with YWAM, I would get to like teach people. I would, you know, have mentorship relationships with students that come and get to mentor them. I could lead teams of people to other nations and travel the world and tell people about Jesus and like 
anything that I ever thought I'd be good at was suddenly like it was clear to me mm. that like I could do that in this specific role. And so, yeah, it just became clear to me that like the Lord had been preparing me for something. Yeah. You know, I wasn't just like kind of floating through life, floating through work or um, college, like aimlessly, like the Lord was going to use all of my experiences up until this point, the Lord was going to use it. And I think that sometimes we kind of set aside the things that we desire. I feel like, you know, people are very different and we all have these, I think, deep seated like desires. Like if I really could do something, like you're saying, I would travel. Like I want to see the world. I want to see things. Or I I really want to be in a workplace where there are people and I can minister to people. And I feel like sometimes though with the like the desire thing, I don't know, why is there that thing with Christianity where we're like, we'll put that aside. I feel like sometimes we feel like that part of us has to die, you know, in order for mm-hmm. us to serve well. But I feel like Oh my gosh, God is so cool because sometimes we just need to say those desires were put there. Like you said, he's used all of that and it's come to this like beautiful point where you are doing all of those things. And even though they were desires, he met those and that's really, really beautiful. Yeah, it's been really, really sweet to just see how the Lord has even like cultivated some of these desires in me. Like over the years and like even my major throughout college, you know, I I chose communications as a major and at the time couldn't have told you why. I was like, well, I don't want to do business, don't really want to do marketing. Like I I just, it was kind of process of elimination and I was like, I guess I'll just go with communications. Don't really know why, just kind of (laughs) picked it. And then now where I'm at, I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was just really the Lord. Like I have realized through the years, like I'm passionate about public speaking and about communicating with people and about, you know, like interpersonal communication, that mentorship and and like counseling aspect and just building those relationships and learning (laughs) to like cross-cultural communication is like what I do now. Like I go to other countries and, and it's just like, oh, I didn't know that at the time the Lord so used it. Like I just learned more about myself through those years. And And so amazing again, like he wants to use the desires that we have, mm-hmm. but also the desires that you didn't even know you had. Oh, yeah. Like he'll show you things that are like, oh my goodness, yeah, I love that and I didn't even know. Yeah, it's really cool. Just awesome. how well he knows you. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. Yeah. So, so tell us how you're, you're letting your light shine. How are you sharing your light with the world? What's happening now with you? These days, um, now I am on staff with YWAM. So now I'm on staff with the same base that I did my discipleship training school and I am on the leadership team for the September discipleship training school at my base in Kona and so um, we are the life and liberty DTS and it's been it's been so much fun getting to continue to be a part of these schools um, and get to be a part of, of people's lives that are coming to be students and and experience what the Lord has for them there. And people that are just passionate about learning more of of the Lord's nature and character and and who are passionate about going into um, different nations to evangelize and to spread the gospel and and just to be a part of a community that is committed to the Great Commission has Mm -hmm. just just changed my life. Mm -hmm. It really has. 
I don't know. I mean, my role there looks like facilitating classes for the students and and being a mentor for, you know, some of the girl students there and, and leading an outreach team of people to another nation for three months at a time. And, and we do ministry out there. And so, yeah, I mean, my role, I guess my hope as a staff person, you know, as someone who's staffing these schools, my hope is that my light shines I don't know. I don't know how to say it. You think that, you know, you were you were at that place where you went and you were young and you were, what's the word? Impressionable. Impressionable. Yeah. And now you're there as a teacher, a leader, a mentor, and you get to pour into these kids or these young adults that, that are coming there. And you, you're not that many years ahead of them, but you, you can see yourself where they were a few years ago. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, walking them through that process and that journey of growing and leaving the world behind or their compromises behind and just running hard after Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it, really. Like, what we say as as DTS staff, we say, like, our motto is follow me as I follow Jesus. And so when these students come, like, my hope is that I can be an example to them, but like you said, like not really that much far farther ahead than they are, just maybe a step or two ahead or maybe just have a couple more experiences that can be encouraging to them or but really just like continuing to to pursue the Lord and mentor other people as they're doing the same. Yeah, my heart is really just for discipleship, for like encouraging these students to be doers of the word, to be committed to the Lord, not just in what they say, but actually let their lives reflect what they believe about the Lord. And so good. Yeah. I think it's, it's a really cool experience too, like discipling others because you just continue to learn so much along the way yourself. Like, Mm -hmm multiple times like I'd be having uh, we call them one-on-ones those are our like mentorship conversations we have um, set aside time it's our one-on-ones and so I'd be talking with girls and they'd be sharing maybe a, a struggle that they're dealing with or just something that they're learning about the Lord or whatever it is and um, more than once I could say like oh my gosh yeah like I know exactly what you mean like or even like oh is this how you're feeling is this what you're struggling with they're like yes that's how I feel mm-hmm. and I'm like well let me tell you what I learned like <laughs> literally last week like I'm learning lessons and then a week later getting to share them with my students and yeah. getting to like just pass on that what I've learned and getting to yeah help them experience like new levels of freedom because I've experienced those levels of freedom too so that's like my hope for my students that come yeah I can just point them toward Jesus and that my life like can reflect reflect Jesus to them and be an example to them so you're you're taking off next week mm-hmm. to go back and tell us how um, our listeners can keep in contact with you. And I know you have a newsletter. And I do, yeah. I have a newsletter that I send out with just updates about what I'm doing, as well as like testimonies from outreaches, um, our time, you know, overseas doing ministry, social media. I'm on social media. How can we find you? You can find me on Facebook, Hannah Saker. I have an Instagram too. Couldn't tell you what my username is. <laughs> Some type of Hannah Saker with an underscore variation. Um, so Facebook would be a great way that people can get in touch with me. And um, yeah, I love to answer questions about what I do or just encourage people with yeah testimonies from not just the field, like with the people that we go, 
you know, to minister to, but also testimonies from my team are some of my favorites of just like the students that I'm with for six months and get to pour into them, like their growth and seeing them encounter the Lord and change. Like I can look at some of them and from the beginning to the end of the six months, like they're not the same people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, those are the moments for me. Those are the paycheck moments. I call them like being full-time with YWAM. Like it's a full-time, you know, volunteer position. It's we're, you know, full-time missionaries, but like those moments where you see your students just completely blossom and totally like just become transformed by the Lord. It's like, just makes everything worth it. It's like, those are the paycheck moments for sure. That's great. Well, it's fun to watch your light shine and and to keep in touch with you and hear about that. So thanks so much for sharing yeah, a little bit of your story. Anna. And so good. God bless you on your next adventures. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much.